HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by Whole Foods Market. For more information, visit WholeFoodsMarket.com. Hey, what's up? This is Jack Inslee, host of Full Service Radio. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this show, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more. Industry on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Sherry Bayer. We're coming to you live from Roberta's Restaurant in Bushwick, Brooklyn. It is Wednesday, February 24th. This is the 97th episode of the series, which is dedicated to behind-the-scenes talents in the hospitality industry. Today, my guest is the managing partner at a top event management and corporate sponsorship company. I will introduce him in a moment. First, as I do on every show, I will start out with my PR tip. Then later, we will have my speed round game, industry news discussion, solo dining experience, and the final question. As the founder of Bayer Public Relations, I'm going to tip the show off with my PR tip of the week. Today's tip is to have a plan B. In life, things don't always turn out as expected. So it's good to be flexible and ready to adapt if need be. Having a backup plan is smart, and who knows, your plan B or plan C might even turn out to be better than the original idea. So be okay with an alternative option and go with the flow. That's my tip today. Now, I'm very excited to have my guest calling in from Miami, Florida. It is Brett Friedman. He is the managing partner of Agency 21 Consulting, a modern agency that specializes in corporate sponsorship sales and activation, event management, strategic marketing, and corporate consulting. Agency 21's unique and creative approach with a results-driven framework makes it one of the top event marketing agencies in Miami and New York City. So, hello. Welcome, Brett. Are you out there? I am here, and what an introduction. I need to hire you as my publicist. Ah, feel free. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm sure I made all of your radio listeners hate me for just being based in Miami. Um, you made them a little bit jealous. I think, uh, yeah, my, my engineer, David over there is, is, uh, he's definitely, he's definitely wishing he was down there with you too. And I'm coming he's down. foaming at the mouth. Yeah, it's exactly. Okay. Listen, he can come down and visit whenever he wants. 
Yeah, and I'm coming down tomorrow, but I was I was actually complaining to him before the show that I saw the temperature was going to be in the 50s at night. <laughs> oh, it's it's going to be absolutely picture-perfect weather. Our friend Lee Schrager is insured. He made a deal with the devil a long time ago to make sure it's perfect. So okay. you're going to love it. I, it's certainly not New York weather. True, and you're right. Uh, Lee definitely, he always does seem to get good weather. Um, he has, like, the magical touch, so... Um, well, I'm excited to come down and, and to be talking to you. So I wanted to start out with how did you get into the industry and doing into hospitality and culinary uh, in general? Like like most people, I fell into it. Actually, my background is in, in – I actually have a master's degree, so my background's a little bit in finance, but I've always kind of fallen into the entrepreneurial path. And I used to run a nonprofit organization by the name of Alonzo Morning Charities, which is an iconic basketball player um, for the Miami Heat. And so my partner and I, Alan First, uh, actually, who is Zoe's business manager, did that. And so the two of us did that together for about four years uh, when my heart kind of set out to launch a, a new company. And literally when I sent out that mass email that we all do whenever we're changing jobs or careers, I got the email from Lee Schrager who I've known almost my entire life, and Lee said, let's do something. And that is uh, literally 11 years later, this festival. Um, and it's obviously had a huge impact on Agency 21 and my career as a whole. Wow, I didn't know that you were working in sports a bit. And I'm familiar with uh, Alonzo Morning because I grew up in Miami, so my, my dad's a basketball fanatic. Um, but that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, my background besides finance actually is in sports, and Zoe is uh, one of my mentors in life, and it's, it's actually his foundation that really launched me into the event business, so I give him proper kind of homage uh, for that. Awesome. So you met Lee, and what was your initial role working with him? Well, if you can believe it, I've known Lee basically since I'm 13. Uh, like uh, many good Jewish boys from Miami, um, you know, Lee has been in the culinary world almost his entire life. So I've known him dating back to his days as a director of food and beverage at the Intercontinental, which at that time really was the most iconic hotel in Miami. So I've known Lee before Lee became this incredibly iconic figure in the culinary world. Um, and on top of it, my godmother, Susan Kleinberg, is also best friends with him. So much like so many people in his world, it's a little incestuous. Um, so Lee is really the reason that I got into the culinary space. I don't have a degree in it. Uh, I am not a foodie. I'm about as black and white vanilla or uh, meat and potatoes as they come in the, in the culinary space, as all of my friends and colleagues know. Um, it's really just a credit to Lee giving me an opportunity uh, to work with him side by side with the South Beach Wine and Food Festival. And then as an agency, what we've taken with that and grown it throughout the culinary uh, space and throughout the country. Great. Well, I'm looking forward to now playing my speed round game with you if you're so black and white. <laughs> um, okay, so when, when did you start Agency 21 Consulting? In January of 2006. Okay, and, and what do, have the services changed? Like, what, well, why, you've grown up in Miami, so. Mm -hmm. You stayed in Miami, and I know you – do you also have a New York City office now? That's correct. So okay. we're based in Miami, truthfully, because I'm never leaving. That is really <laughs> what it comes down to. Um, but we do have a large office in, in New York, and we have a satellite office uh, with just one person currently in Washington, D.C. as well. Um, so – 
when I started with the festival, you know, 11 years ago with Lee, it was just me. Uh, we're now a 15-person agency that is quickly growing. Um, and in large part, that's because almost 85% of our business is in the culinary space. Yeah, well, that that makes sense. It is does keep growing. And, yeah, 11 years is, is a terrific run. I know you're going to keep going. So let's talk about some of the services that you provide. Sure. So you do event management. Um, yes, that's correct. What what does that entail? So the way that the reason we call it event management versus production is because we're also budget conscious. Actually, for almost ninety percent of our clients, we also manage the budget for the event. Uh, and I kind of uh, distinguish the two lines, producer versus manager, um, because we have an active role with our clients and ensuring there is a profit margin for, for every single one of our events versus a producer who's handed a budget and whose job is to spend within those thresholds. Um, so uh, as a company, when we started this agency, we were predominant uh, in the sponsorship sales and sponsorship activation role. And now, as we've grown up, so to speak, uh, we are over 70% event production slash management uh, and 30% corporate sponsorships. Um, you know, Brett Friedman will always be identified and labeled, so to speak, as the sales guy. Uh, and that's because of our success with Lee and the festivals in both South Beach and New York. Um, but as the company has grown, it has really been in the production realm. So who are some of your clients then in, that you're managing who are some of them or yeah. how are some of them? Well, either or, both. <laughs> sure. Uh, I mean, we're blessed to work with, I mean, the biggest players. So, of course, South Beach and New York are the two largest in the country, if not the world. But from an international perspective, we've been fortunate to work with the Mario Batales of the world and produced an amazing event in Jamaica last year called Nime Jam. Uh, we're actually working with um, something that I'm sure you'll know, which is the world's 50 best. Uh, we're producing it this year. It's the first time it's leaving London, uh, and it's coming to New York in June this year, and we've got the honor of producing uh, and managing that event this year. Um, you know, the company, I mean, we produce the largest events in the Hamptons. Uh, we've done Charlie Trotter events in Chicago. We've done uh, things with Elton John in, 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 in Austin. I mean, the company is really grown up, so to speak. We've matured. I maybe have not matured so much, but the company <laughs> certainly has. And so we're really now expanding uh, throughout. Well, New York and Miami, with New York even more so than Miami, is the central hub. Uh, we are starting to branch out to other uh, regions throughout the country. That's incredible. I didn't know you were working on the 50 um, best, mm -hmm. and I did know, but I did know it was coming to New York. So when is when will that be? Is that the spring? Next year? Sure. That's actually, it's going to be June, June 12th, 13th, and 14th. Okay. It is the first time that it is leaving London. Um, and can you imagine the honor that we were hired to produce it? It's the first time they're using an outside agency. Uh, it's a big deal. Uh, I had the pleasure of actually uh, you know, flying over to London uh, in January to sit with them and kind of uh, kick off planning for the event. Um, so the, literally the 50 best chefs in the world will all be there in June in Manhattan at Cipriani. So we're pretty excited that we're, we've kind of uh, received this honor of managing it for them. It's, it's, it's great. Yeah, congratulations. Is this something that, because I've never tried to go, be, even though I guess I could have tried to go in London, but is this, <laughs> is this invite only and it's only the best it, chefs? 
It is. Okay. So it is invitation only. There is literally no tickets to be sold. Um, you know, so I guess from a revenue perspective, the only way that they raise money for that event is through corporate partnerships. Um, but it is influencers. So we're actually, uh, we've been tasked also with helping them um, with their incredible list because obviously being in London for 13 years, so much of their list as far as influencers is European based. Um, but the world's 50 best is just that. It is the world's 50 best. And they've now expanded it into separate regions, uh, Latin America, specifically Mexico, uh, Asia. Actually, this week, they're producing their regional event in Thailand, in Bangkok. Um, so a lot of those people being invited. Um, but literally, it is the Alain de Cos, followed by Danielle Ballou and Thomas Keller and Gaston Accorio, uh, Ferran Adria. It's, it's the most incredible collection of chefs you'll ever see in one room, uh, and they'll all be there. Yes, I I would love to go, but I have to I have to say that at least uh, at least I was I'm spoiled as I was just in in Thailand and I went to Nam and Gagan, which are I think Gagan was number one on the Asia's best list, mm-hmm. but they're both on the on the world's best and the Asia's best. So um, it was great that I I was able to get both of those experiences and. Um, We'll see if and, and you would have enjoyed it way more than me. Totally <laughs> lost on me. <laughs> I don't know. I'm surprised you haven't become like a true quote unquote foodie after all these years. <laughs> no, I would say I'm more on the mixology and wine side. Um, I've become a complete wine geek over the years, and I do love uh, scotches and uh, mixology as a whole. Um, but from food, uh, I'm spoiled rotten that I'm exposed to it, but it's lost on me. Uh, at the end of the day, I love my Shake Shack burgers probably more than anything else. Yeah, well, that's not not so terrible. <laughs> so you're—I mean, it sounds to me like you wear you wear a lot of hats with your clients, or and it, mm-hmm. between the sponsorship and the management is, and and that they tie together is, or is that just because your company just um, it's it's a it's a, a specialty that you have that you've created, like seeing a niche in the market that you could you could provide the sure. service because I don't know of anyone else who's, who's really does, does this um, high level sponsorship like you do in, in the culinary arena. You're, you're a hundred percent correct. So we are, we're really kind of trying to put the white picket fence, so to speak in the culinary space, in the experiential marketing space specifically. And yes, so our kind of point of differentiation is that we do both corporate partnership sales and activation and event production, and something we've even started to expand into, um, we do both brand consulting and public relations, specifically on the QSR level, uh, for our two flagship clients, which are Shake Shack uh, and Fresh & Co., uh, which is a Manhattan-based company. So we are continuing to invest significant amount of time and resources growing the culinary space. Like any other entrepreneur and small business owner um, who's listening, um, you wear multiple hats. Um, you know, fortunately, my partner handles all the financing. Even though that's my background, I can't stand it. Um, but, you know, we're all, and every one of the our employees actually has to be incredibly well-versed and competent in math and running budgets. But, yeah, everybody wears multiple hats because you have to. That's the job of growing a business, but most importantly, maintaining a business. Right. Well, I'm, I'm impressed with what you do, and I want to I get into more of the details, but we're going to take a little break first. So, 
Stay with us. This is All in the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. Cool. Thanks, Brett. Today's program is proudly brought to you by Whole Foods Market, America's healthiest grocery store with more than 400 locations throughout the United States. Download the Whole Foods Market app on your smartphone for recipes, sales, information, and digital coupons. Or visit WholeFoodsMarket.com to find a store closest to you. Welcome back to All in the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. I'm Sherry Bayer. My guest today is Brett Friedman of Agency 21 Consulting. He's calling in from sunny Miami, Florida. And I wanted to find out more about South Beach Food and Wine and the sponsorship and the different sponsorship levels and how does that all work? And also, has there been, I mean, over the 11 years you've been working on it, I think you've probably seen sponsors come and go and maybe some stick around the whole time. Mm-hmm. But I mean, what's what? Yeah. Tell me, what's it what's it like working and getting sponsors involved? I, I also assume it's probably an easier sell now but I could be wrong. It, it's never an easy sell. I mean, <laughs> okay. it's, it's interesting. You know, I've been doing this for 11 years and selling corporate partnerships overall for 14. Um, you know, fortunately, Lee is, is just brilliant. He's created a marketing platform that... Uh, really is focused on delivering value added to our corporate partners. So that certainly helps. And obviously having the finest talent in the world all in one place on the beach in February of, you know, in Miami doesn't hurt. Um, and fortunately, with our 15th year this year, we are having a record sponsorship year. Um, but that doesn't mean that we ever rest on our laurels. We we hit the pavement like none other. Um, and um, you know, while we pride ourselves on retention, we've got some amazing partners like Food Network who have been with us for 10 years, and and Food and Wine for 15 years, and and people like KitchenAid and Barilla or Goya and Coca Cola and so on and so forth. You know, it's never easy. Um, it constantly takes spending time with them, learning their brand objectives and initiatives, because if you're doing your job well, which we pride ourselves on, it's doing something called consultative selling, which is listening more than talking. And as a sales guy, that's kind of hard. You know, we all <laughs> like to talk and hear ourselves talk. Um, but reality, in order to do your job well, you need to always constantly reevaluate what's important to them. So fortunately, we're constantly recreating ourselves within the festival, and that's part of the reason why we've been so successful. Now, so how do you go about finding new sponsors? Is there do you create a uh, an ideal like a, a dream list, or uh, how does it work? So there's really two ways to look at it, endemic partners and non-endemic partners. Endemic partners are people that are logical to the culinary space. You know, the the Pernova cars or Barilla, you know, for example, you know, Lifeway Kiefer's or Honest Tea, so on and so forth. The non-endemic is the Delta Airlines, you know, is a Tiffany's, is a so on, you know, Ublo or something like that. Uh, it's people that, you know, you, you look at the space and it doesn't necessarily make sense except for the target demographic who's attending the festival, which we've got some of the best demographic and affluency numbers in the world as far as festivals and attendees go. So 
that's kind of you know one of your baseline strategies. And then you look at who your return partners are every single year, and you see where gaps are. You know, for example, we moved four years ago from an American Express house to a MasterCard um, house as far as our preferred uh, credit card partner. We knew that was coming. We had time to plan for it, and it's been an incredible partnership. And in that space, you know you're only dealing with four partners. So it kind of limits who you can even go after, and you've got to make sure your value proposition to them is dead on, or else you're closing a door and there may not be another one opening. But yes, we come up with a very strategic, thought-out process. It's not just a "Hey, let's throw the mass out." Although we do that too, um, but it's the—it's really just a targeted. Who's the twenty percent gap that we don't have? Is there someone in particular, a company that you're they, that's new this year that you're super excited about to have involved? Great question. I'm trying to think. I don't have my sponsorship grid in front of me. Shame on me, right? Oh, you know what? Actually, okay. we do. We've got a great new real estate partner, which is Property Markets Group uh, by the name of PMG. They're also based in New York. Uh, it's a great real estate development partner. That's a category we really haven't had, and they've come in in a huge partnership uh, with ownership of our North Venue. Uh, so that's a tremendous new partnership. Again, a category that's in that non-endemic space, right? That's not consistent in the mm-hmm. food space. Um, um, and they're really taking advantage of the opportunity and activating uh, really incredibly well behind it. Yeah, no, that the way you that's that's awesome, and the way you explained it um, between the different types of sponsors makes complete sense. And I'm a, now you're talking a lot about the, the the really big headliner sponsors, but are you in charge of all sponsorship down to like the smaller the smaller? Um, I guess sponsorships, I don't know of another word. Sure. <laughs> okay. So our role, so my official title is, you know, official, our agency is the official agency of record for all corporate partnerships. Um, but we're very lucky to work with a team. Um, so Lee is a smart guy and, and has assembled an incredible team. Our role is really to find the non-Southern Wine and Spirits brands. That's our job. So anything underneath the, the umbrella of Southern Wine and Spirits really falls in Lee under Lee's auspice and his team, Zariah. To Kristen Ashley. So our job is basically anybody that falls outside of that category. So that's really where we focus our time and energy on. Okay, cool. Let me ask you my question I had from last week with our friend Cappy, Andrew Kaplan. <laughs> <laughs> so he's the director of special projects for Rachel Ray, largely involved with South Beach Food and Wine, mm-hmm. too. Um, so his question is, from the sponsorship side, with the digital becoming a huge thing over the past few years, what do you do differently now than what you were doing 10 years ago? And, of course, he has to ask the guy that's never had a Facebook account that question. So I'm, I'm going to make sure to, to smack happy when I see him this weekend. And, w- um, and what's up with the, that? Because, side note, I was looking for you to tag you on Twitter and Facebook, and I couldn't find you. And I was like, <laughs> oh, there's why. <laughs> Missing. I am. I'm a dinosaur, right? So I don't believe in in social media in many respects. Um, and actually, the one uh, channel that I am a huge proponent of is actually Instagram because I think that pictures really do tell, you know, or speak a thousand words. Um, so I'm a huge proponent of Instagram, and we have a huge presence with our client in Freshico for that specifically. But the answer to your question is, 
you know, social media is like the biggest thing that comes up with every single person. And it's, it's, it's what you basically have to do no different than I was just saying with consultative selling. It's taking a step back and listening to your clients. What are they looking for on social media? Is it a promotion? Is it just simply followers? Is it, you know, an extension or amplification? Um, so we, like everybody else, are just looking to ramp up um, our followers so that we can pr- push out and promote out different content to them. Um, it becomes difficult because everybody wants access to talent. Um, our talent, which very few people know for our, our almost every single one of our properties, not just South Beach and New York, but every one of our properties across the country, donate their time to be involved with our events because of the exposure. So then to then tax them on top of it to send out tweets or, or post you know, pictures, it becomes, very, it becomes a huge burden because it's all kind of a contrived corporate messaging. So a lot of times what we're trying to do is build it together, focus on the charity angle, um, or tie it into their involvement with the actual events. So that's kind of the way we, we play with social media. Okay. Well, thank you for answering Andrew's question. I, I still might try to get you on social media, but I guess lots of people have probably tried already. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> yeah. So, so now that you are fully in the culinary industry and working with events, mm-hmm. like, what do you love most about it? Or do you love working with chefs? Do you? I mean, what's? I mean, what sure. are the, what are the biggest challenges as well? I mean, honestly, it's all about being innovative. Um, I naturally love to travel, so considering I'll fly about 150,000 miles this year, I am uh, an executive platinum for American Airlines for over eight years now. Um, you know, the travel bug is in me, so I love the opportunity to go to some of the places we get to go. You know, two, like I just said about being innovative, that's what it's about. I don't like just doing status quo. Uh, We didn't get to where we are as an agency or where we plan on going um, by just kind of doing the same old culinary events, cooking demonstrations, or grand tastings. Uh, It's literally about having a pulse of the marketplace, new cuisines that are entering, um, new styles. Um, You know, years ago when food trucks were hitting the scenes, we, you know, created at the festival uh, a food truck event. Um, You know, Burger Bash was invented, you know, 10 years ago because of the craze with burgers and so on and so forth. So for us, you know, like, like we... We do all these amazing events in the Hamptons, so we've created a grill event on one night and a Taste of Two Forks, which competes the North and South Forks. So it's all about being creative and innovative. That's what I pride myself on. It's what my incredible team prides himself on. So that's kind of the tipping point for us versus everybody else. Those, yeah, those are all great events. Are you still working with uh, Taste of Upper West Side? Absolutely. New taste is uh, one of my children, as I would like to say. Um, okay, I, that's I, right. I consider myself a Westie, so yes, we proudly do still work on the New Taste of the Upper West Side, although it's not so new. Yeah, I missed the new in the title, but I, I did know it was on the Upper West Side, and I've been. It's, it's a nice event. So, yeah, I'll have to catch you when you're here in New York. <laughs> you, can be, you can be my guest, and I would love that, and we can pick a super simple place to eat at. Lovely. I do think there's there is a Shake Shack on the Upper West Side, if need be. <laughs> there is, and actually, that is the second Shake Shack ever. And uh, I have been working with those guys, Danny and Randy, ever since then. So uh, it's a it's a great spot, obviously, and we're happy for those guys. Yeah, yeah, me too. 
Okay, so we're going to take another break here and come back. And thank you for that invite, by the way. If I didn't say thank you, that's awesome. My pleasure. Um, okay, so we're going to take a break, come back, and we're going to play my speed round game and talk some industry news. This is All in the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. back. This is All in the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. I'm Sherry Bayer. My guest is Brett Friedman, and it is time for my speed round game. So, Brett, what this is, is I'm going to name a couple things, either or situation, and you just pick your preference. Okay. Okay. So, here we go. Eat in or eat out? Eat out. Wine, beer, cocktail, or mocktail? Wine. <laughs> Tasting menu or a la carte? A la carte. Small plates or large plates? Large plates. Tipping or all-inclusive charge? Tipping. Communal table or chef's counter? Chef's counter. Now it's going to get tricky. Sobe (laughs) Wine Food Festival or New York City Wine Food Festival? Oh, God, you're setting me up right there. Um... (laughs) I will say New York, since I was involved since the get-go. So New York wine and food. Okay, that's fair. How about burger bloodbath or burger bash? Do you remember? Burger bash. Okay, because I remember seeing you at, at it was Ben Leventhal's uh, yes, bloodbath yes, back ben then. Ben and I yeah. collaborated on the evolution of that, which was called Super Burger, uh, many, many years ago. But, yes, I'll stick with the bash. Okay, two more. Cheese plate or dessert? Dessert. Manhattan, Brooklyn, or Miami? Oh, my God, Miami. And Brooklyn's not even a consideration. (laughs) You go for it. Most people, when they come on the show and they don't pick Brooklyn, they they feel badly because I'm sitting here in in Brooklyn. But you're like, no shame. Miami all the way. (laughs) I am brutally honest. I avoid it at all costs. If I'm not doing a pizza tour, you won't see me there. (laughs) Love the love for Miami. All right. Terrific. That was the game. All right. Well, I hope I did okay. You did. You did very well. You were. You. You got the speed of it, and um, yeah. Good. <laughs> awesome. So, okay. So, industry news. Big news came out yesterday, and lots of coverage. But the New York Times had it that Nilu Mutamid is now the new editor in chief at Food and Wine Magazine. It's an article by Florence Fabricant. And so this is a couple of months ago, Dana Cowan had uh, resigned from Food and Wine magazine, and she's now with the Chef's Club International. Um, she was with Food and Wine for 21 years. And so they it's been, uh, you know, we've been kind of waiting to see who they were going to announce to take over. And it's Nilu. And I think 
do you know Nilu? Because I do, and I'm not sure if I pronounce her name correctly. <laughs> Sadly, I don't. Um, we have not interacted yet, obviously, because of our world. We will. Um, but it's tough. I mean, losing Dana in this world is going to be challenging on everybody. Um, but, you know, as you know, they were acquired a few years ago from time. And uh, I think that eventually, um, you know, she's still a young woman. It's time to try to expand uh, or do something different. So we're all excited for her. Yeah, I'm excited for her. I I know her through the industry, and she's she's close with the food and wine people. I mean, I feel I've I've, I've met her from going to Aspen Food and Wine, and mm-hmm. um, I thought I thought them uh, the announcement. I wasn't really surprised when I I didn't really know who else was in the running, but I knew she was one of the people, and it sort of made sense to me. She she had previously been with uh, Travel and Leisure magazine and Epicurious Mm -hmm. and most recently with the Conrad Hotels and Resorts as their director of inspiration, which I'm not even sure exactly what that means, but it sounds really cool. I love fancy (laughs) titles. I have no idea. But uh, I'm excited for her. I look forward to meeting her. I assume she'll be down here this weekend and, uh, you know, hopefully I'll have the opportunity to engage with her a little bit. Yeah, no, I'm excited for her and to see, you know, what what happens with food and wine if they go, you know, how they change if the brand at all or expand it. So. There are clearly changes in the wind with the brand, um, which will have an impact probably on all of us. So this is not shocking. Um, you know, uh, I, I'm blessed to actually be able to go to the Aspen Classic as well. I don't imagine it's going to have implications on that. Uh, but you never know. Changes change. True. And I'm planning to go to Aspen this year, too. So I will see you there. Well, good. Well, you and I can go on a hike together. <laughs> Fabulous. I, I haven't been in a couple of years, and I was like, I'm going back. I'm going to go back. So The beauty of Aspen and Devin Padgett and his team is it doesn't change all that much. It is what it is. So bring your hiking shoes, and we'll, we'll go climb the ute. I love it. I'm, I'm ready. Okay, so another another article on Eater yesterday. David mm-hmm. Chang's Momofuku Milk Bar is confirmed for Las Vegas. And I don't know. I went to Las Vegas last year just to to eat, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean I think I think Vegas is one of those places people think of for for the gambling and for the mm-hmm. partying. And I think of it. For the restaurants, and it, I mean, that David Chang's now going there, and there's a lot of New York City restaurants that are opening in Las Vegas, and I, I, um, I think it's cool. He's opening up in the Cosmopolitan, um, which is actually where it's I had been stayed. going on for so. years. So I go to Vegas twice a year for various different reasons, and the culinary scene in Vegas is, is, Exceptional, to say the least. Um, you know, from the Carbone guys, um, you can name almost any major. I mean, Jada actually opened her restaurant there a couple of years ago. You can name almost every major culinary group, uh, from Tao, Lavo. I can go on and on and on. Everybody has a footprint um, in Vegas. So the perception of Vegas for gambling is is is, is as dead as the mafia owning it. Um, you know, the hotels are exceptional. The people that are coming in are spending top-rate dollars, and they expect high-class cuisine, which is this trend that, fortunately, we're riding that has been happening for over 15 years. So I don't think this is going anywhere, but more and more people such as David uh, having a presence there. I agree. And when I was there, I did go by Jada's restaurant, and it was beautiful, and all the hotels are 
I mean, you just go from hotel to hotel, and they're all so impressive. And I did my restaurant hopping because I had too many places I wanted to to go to that I couldn't get to them all. Uh, and I completely agree with you that that it is a destination for restaurants. But I, I think, though, I don't know, generally think speaking, I think people still think you go to Vegas because you're going on your bachelor party and you're just mm-hmm. going to, you know, let loose for a few days. Well, you still do that. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of alcohol intake that takes place. But it's just doing it at more expensive, high-quality cuisine restaurants. So, um, again, I don't think that's going to go anywhere. Cosmopolitan, who is a former partner, actually, of ours, uh, has been really ahead of this for years. I mean, they've got Blue Ribbon Sushi. They've got STK. I mean, those guys get it. Uh, so what they're doing here is smart. Um, truthfully, I'm surprised it's taken David so long to even get out there. Because this has been the movement. You know, David Burke has been out there for a long time. Um, it's just, it's going to continue down yeah. this road. And Jose and Andres. It's not just about celebrity yeah. chefs. It's high-quality um, uh, culinary minds like David. Yeah, I, I agree. So I, um, I don't know. I'll have to go back another time soon. I hadn't been in, I before the trip I took last year, I hadn't been in about six years and before I hadn't seen the Cosmo or city center and any of that. So I was definitely well, due. <laughs> well, if you want a restaurant list, I've got a one, a mile long of every single restaurant and every single one I've eaten at. So I can share okay. that with you whenever you want. Fantastic. Are you going to, are you working or planning to work on any events out there or? You know, we looked at a project with Adam Richmond about four years ago, and it's tough. I mean, they've got their Vegas Uncorked out there, which is run by uh, their, the tourism board. Um, but it's such a transient market. It's not necessarily something that we would entertain, you know, similar to the, the, the food and wine event that takes place in, in Atlantic City. Um, not necessarily something we want to dive into, but, you know, we'd be fools never to engage or have a conversation with somebody. Um, so I love Vegas, but selfishly speaking, I love it for my own personal reasons, not necessarily for business. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to take one more break, and then I'm going to come back. I'm going to do my solo dining experience, and we'll have the final question. So stay with us. This is All in the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. Welcome back to All in the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Sherry Bayer. It's time for my solo dining experience, which this week is at Salvation Burger. Here's the rundown. The location, 230 East 51st Street at the Pod 51 Hotel in Midtown East, Manhattan. The concept, an all-American restaurant serving wood-fired burgers plus hot dogs, pie, boozy milkshakes, and drinks. The chef and owner... April Bloomfield, and her business partner, Ken Friedman. Why did I go? Because this is the hot new place in town, and I'm a fan of Ken and April's. My experience. So I stopped in on Friday night around 6.30, and the place was happening. It was jam-packed. There was a wait list of over an hour. So I gave my name to the hostess, and then I waited at the bar, 
Luckily, a seat became available in a few minutes, and I settled in and ordered. What did I get? I had the Salvation Burger with caramelized onions and Taleggio cheese served medium rare. My take? Oh my, it was quite a tasty, huge, and somewhat messy, delicious burger. I ate half and took the rest to go. The scene, I'd say it was hungry, thirsty, and loud Midtown Easters. Perfect for a casual date. Interesting tidbit. The meat at Salvation Burger is butchered and dry-aged in-house and then cooked on a wood-fired grill. Personal fun fact, I have enjoyed April's lamb burger at the Breslin and her char-grilled burger at the Spotted Pig, and that both are considered one of two of New York City's best. So these new burgers, I think, are also going to be considered that way. The cost, $25, not including tax and tip and not including fries. So it is a pricey burger. Would I go back for burger cravings? Yes. Website is SalvationBurger.com. Brett, you want to go have a burger next time you're in town? (laughs) Absolutely. Count me in. My treat. No, my treat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we could fight over the bill. Okay. There's another burger on the menu, the the classic that is another option. supposed to be kind of like McDonald's... uh, type of a burger. But oh, I'm sold. You had me at Big yeah. Mac. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I'm completely sold. And as long as it's not Danielle Ballou's you know, faux gras burger, I'm in. Okay. Too, what, is that too, <laughs> too rich and fancy for you? No. <laughs> Way too fancy for me, as much as we love working with Danielle in yeah. all of his restaurants. No thanks. <laughs> yeah. Well, this this is, I don't, it, it's not cheap. But then again, these high-end burgers, this is, this is what people are mm-hmm. charging and people are paying for it. So... Good for them. <laughs> exactly. They can get it. Go for it. Right. Okay. So it's time for the final question. Next week, my guest is Jeff Ruiz. Now, he is a tea curator at Atera, which is a menu, uh, a restaurant in New York City in Tribeca that's tasting menu only. And I met Jeff from dining there, and I did this tea pairing menu with, with the tasting, and I was... I was fascinated. So um, I wanted to see if you can ask him a question. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually interested in this because I believe that this trend is trying to replicate the craze that is going on with coffee. So I'd ask him what his model is and what is one of his main points of differentiation. Okay. I I will find out. Yeah, I'm I'm curious just to find out all about this tea. And you're right. It is it's a growing trend as well. And I think it's a good one. So, Oh, absolutely. There's legs to it. There's no question. It's more than just chamomile at night. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. (laughs) Okay, so that is the show. Um, Thank you so much for joining me today. And I'm impressed with your whole career and everything you've done. And uh, congratulations on all of it. Thank you so, so much. And it's just the beginning. So I look forward to seeing you while you're down here, and make sure you bring some sunscreen. Okay, I will. I'm coming down tomorrow, so I'll look for you. Beautiful. Cocktails. (laughs) You're on. Okay, so my guest today has been Brett Friedman. He is the managing partner at Agency 21 Consulting. Their website is agency21consulting.com. And on social media, you can follow the company at A21 Consulting. 
Now you can follow me at Sherry Bayer, at Bayer PR, at All Industry, at Heritage underscore Radio. My Facebook page is All in the Industry. My websites are BayerPublicRelations.com and SherryBayer.com. All of our shows are archived at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. If you ever miss a live show, we are there. We are also on Stitcher and iTunes. Thanks to my engineer, David, and thanks again to Brett for joining me today. I'm Sherry Bayer. I'll be back next Wednesday with another live show. Hope you'll tune in then. Thanks for being part of All in the Industry. Bye. listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.